Hello, Bone Pose. Tashi Delik. We're back with another episode of Bunecast. Bunecast is brought to you by your Bone Center and our teacher, Latini Madakpa Rinpoche, who I'll be speaking with shortly here. It's been about two and a half months since our last podcast, far too long, uh, but I'm happy and excited we're getting this back on track. Rinpoche is currently back in Minneapolis, and as I am writing this intro, it is Losar. Happy Losar. Tashi Delik. And tomorrow, we'll be heading into a four-day Nundro retreat. Uh, Unlike most Nundro retreats, this one is focusing on the practices that we have been taught over the last six months in the Nundro online course. Uh, This Saturday the 13th is a big day for the Bone World. It's Nyamachirup Jeltsin's birthday. Uh, This is also a day Yuru and Menri are holding our third annual global prayer event, where prayers will be said all around the world for 24 straight hours. Uh, on this special occasion, the, mer- the merit from all prayers is multiplied 100,000 times, uh, so it's important to make these prayers count. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the event, please register at yourbonecenter.org. Uh, we've got a few other retreats coming up, like Geshe Nima Kunchap's Soul Retrieval, uh, Rainbow Poa, Sherab Chama. Uh, learn about these events and more at yourbonecenter.org. Uh, we're going to start a new special segment on the show we're going to call Visualization Mechanics. Uh, because visualization is such a big part of Buddha meditation practices, I think a lot of us have questions about certain aspects of those visualizations. Um, you know, when we do talk to Rinpoche, I'm sure he will continually stress the importance of connecting to the essence of the practice rather than worrying about visualization techniques. Uh, but it's still a problem uh, a lot of people face, and I'm hoping these short segments will be of benefit to everyone. Uh, I'm really excited to be back with you all. Please remember that you can submit questions for the monks, other bone news and events, or general comments to the show by emailing me at hello at doortobone.org. It'd be great to have some questions, comments, and perspectives from, from our listeners. Okay, without further ado, here's our teacher, Latini Madak Parimpeshe. Okay, good morning, Rinpoche. Thank you so much for talking with me again. Uh, can we start with getting an update about Menri Monastery and Pun Children's Home? You've been away in India for a while, and we're so happy to have you back, but we'd Thank love you. to hear what's going on. Sure. Good morning, everyone. Well, in, uh, I went back to Dolinji in September uh, because His Holiness Health have some issues, so therefore I need to go back. And now His Holiness is uh, comparing to very beginning is doing a much better, and also doctors' report is also improving and recovering. Uh, so he's doing much, much, much better and very good. So, so therefore, you know, for short period, so I come back here and to continue to some schedules. 
As far as concern of the BCH, the burn children's home, so these days actually the children are on a winter vacation for 50 days, except those senior students from grade 10, 11, 12. They have an examination in March, so they cannot go. Okay. But the rest of them, they are in a vacation, and also now... Uh, we are very much in a traditionally it's Tibetan New Year is coming very soon, which is on the ninth of February. So we which is one of the very special, biggest and important celebration of Tibet. So therefore everybody is busy. But in general the children are doing very good. So in a health wise they all are doing fine. And then the the continuing the the staff members doing and serving everything. So everything is very much good in these days, in a health-wise education and everything. Great, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I thought we could continue with some of the questions we had been uh, talking about. Um, first, I'd like to start asking uh, about Wang Lung in tea, tree. Um I think there's a lot of confusion about this, especially in the West, about the differences between them and mm-hmm. and what what each of them allow for the protect practitioner and and what just what they do exactly. So maybe you could explain some of those differences. Yes, it's a very good question. Yes, it's important, especially in a burnt tradition. The teachings what you are receiving. Yes, you can receive teaching and you can stick on it and you can practice on it. But as to connecting to the master lineage and particular practice, the, for example, if you are practicing any of the, uh, we call Nga, uh, which is a secret or advanced teaching, or in Sanskrit they call Tantra, which is especially particular deity that needs to be given an empowerment, one. And then the oral transmission. Then, of course, the teaching instruction or inter, what you call commentaries and explanation of teachings, how to practice and so forth. Three of them have three different roles too, and a very important role, and which is not only to continuing sort of like a belief and a tradition, but for the practitioner, for the student, which is very important. Wang actually uh, means is a giving authority to practice. Wang is actually giving you a direct introducing you, introduction to that very particular teaching. And especially it's giving complete authority to practice and complete introducing, introduction to you, that very deity, so that you are one sort of the, the transmission, continuation of that blessing and the continuity of that transmission lineage of the one. It's carry on from the very beginning, the Kundusambo, pre-modal enlightened one, the Kundusambo, from Pongo Kundusambo in Sanskrit, they call Dharmakaya. Onwards up until now to the your teaching teacher that carried that connection of the transmission of the one, it's lively kept, energetically kept. So that is now transmitting you 
that directly connecting you into. So once we we normally say it is a very important because once you have a true one, the proper one receiving and given, it is a very much like opening the you are complete, open, opening the door to get into it, and seeing all the beauties and the reality of the existing in the rooms. So one is like opening your ignorance into wisdom to see your own true state of nature of mind directly and to see the ultimate reality of that very deity, that very teaching's essence. So one is, without one, you cannot, you cannot have, uh, there are many teachings that you are not permitted to practice unless you have authority, unless you are given, unless you are connected and permitted to practice, you are not ill allowed. Even you read books and you just listen some CD or it doesn't it doesn't have any what do you call like empty vase which has no potencies in the vase. Vase is there but potencies is not there. So it's very much like that. One is very important in practice. <laughs> then the the verbal the sound the voice the we call lung oral transmission likewise that what you are speak what you are introducing what you are praying what you are reciting what you are reciting for example this whole text or whole prayer book or whole uh, talk offerings or the mantras all are orally need to be transmitted first you need to connect it otherwise you are just simply reciting something unfamiliar language so lung is uh, again it's a connecting verbally the sound aspect speech aspect mm. each of these speech aspect the authoritative and you know, one aspect and a uh, t aspect has a form of energy form of quality form of blessing that is carry on master gives to disciple that makes you difference so therefore lung is also a passing that very energy that very potences in your prayer, in your this all system of lung that is meant to be connecting and transmitted to you. So you are kind of like a connected to your laptop is connected to the power so that you can own. Without power, no matter what kind of laptop you have, if there's no power or battery charged, it doesn't make any benefit or meaningful, right? right yeah. So it's very much like that connecting to it. Is very important connecting to your lineage, connecting to your teaching, connecting to your transmission continuity, and the T, which is detailly explaining what is it and how you practice, what is essence of this teaching, that teaching. So anyhow, this T, the T is in literally means actually the teaching that is being uh, explained from your master. So it's not enough. Somebody explain you that who are very educated, they can explain, but they cannot make you sense of awakening from their explain. It give you information, but it doesn't give you any essence. Mm. With this one and loom and your own proper experience and practice, and then you give the tea, the instruction or teaching with yourself fully authorized to give teachings spread. You know, there is a one that 
you are authorized to practice, but also need to be that through master, once you are given one, that master has to also give you authority to spread it, to teach it. You just cannot teach when you say, oh, I have heard about and I read and I know this, I can teach. No, this is something unique in Tibetan and especially in the burn. So otherwise, like good things, but no history. Good things, but there's no connection. So you are disconnected. Mm. So it is very much, these three are very important in a burn tradition. Wang Lung Ti is the most. That is the bound yourself from your master, through your master to all the way to the Kundusangbo or Buddha. So this is way we are working very hard to preserve this and to spread. So it's not just to given everyone who who interested and then after two years oh I practice and I so we have to be very careful whom we should give the one and who we really want to give. So that's why it's a secret, that's why it's advanced like Dzogchen or the Tantra, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. Because based on the very much one and long tick. Um you talk about having, you know, the authority to practice. When a teacher comes to our center and and teaches, you know, anything from uh, five elements practice to uh, Sipigamo healing or um, any any teachers that have come to you, for example, they you know teach about the practice, but they don't necessarily give the Wang and Lung for it. Are People who come to the practice, are they allowed to actually practice that then? Good, good question. <clears throat> yeah, you know, when you get, uh, one is not given directly in once. So there are uh, certain teachings that first you know, first you make, first you experience and practice and make your, it is very much like say, make sure that you are meant it, your practice. Make sure you are serious about practice. And then once the teacher feels like, you know, teacher feels like this student is a serious, genuine, and then it feels like it's okay to give one or long, yes, then they will definitely give. But then there is a certain text, certain teachings, they don't have a system of one. There are many, many, many things like that too. So those means that one means... It's simply an authority. So if master teacher is allowing you, say yes, you can go and practice and allowed, then you are okay to practice. Mm? And then basic things are there minor, it's which is long and explanation. But some have no ritual and ceremony of one. Okay. So th- then that's fine too. Okay. But there is a long and there is a transmission. There is a one orally giving you authority and permission. That's what it is. And the mostly is in the, uh, the upper advance in the Tantra and Dzogchen. That's very important. Then. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so something I've kind of come across or that, that seems prevalent in uh, Bun compared to really reading Buddhist literature is uh, Bun talks a lot about spaciousness um, and a lot of times Buddhism talks about voidness. Um, is there a difference between these terms? Is it the same thing? I think, you know, it's a very good question. Yes, I think it's very important, these things. When you talk about, uh, very much is depending on that very master, you know, 
what he refer or she referred to that word particularly spaciousness or voidness because these are none of them are our language so it's very limited your capacity of but as far as in general i think the, these two have a quite big differences spaciousness is more talking about the uh openness open and space there's freedom there mm. i think more and the voidness is a little bit deeper inside i would say but in my in my uh, understanding those both when we use that word i think we are very much talking about close to the nature state of mind emptiness or more openness i think but in real they have a, a quite big difference the voidness if i would use i would rather use much more if we are talking about more essence or to the nature of reality of the phenomena or nature state of phenomena and then how it's more of quality aspect of the emptiness is very much i would use uh, the voidness than okay. uh, than the spaciousness spacious is really very much doesn't necessarily mean talking about the nature state of mind it simply talk about the open empty sort of feel like there is a space lot sure so, so it's okay. more flexible sort of like telling you not more than that i would say that okay thank you yeah uh okay i wanted to talk about uh bun deities and maybe the difference between deities that have once been human and and deities that don't resemble humans at all for example uh red garuda or the condros um can you kind of talk about where these other deities come from and maybe the difference between uh humans that have achieved enlightenment oh it's very different you know the deity is very different enlightenment is very different i think uh the deity what we are talking about is referring to those all images that we talk about the peaceful deity or wrathful deity or what, what we talk about the enlightenment is very quality of possibility of these deities as well in general enlightenment is the final attainment of your practice result you know what you practice for is to achieve the enlightenment or buddhahood and that very enlightened simply means the total freedom from all the negative or the past karma you are free from the karma and the condition of the cyclic you know existing cyclic uh, obscurations and you get the state where is total realization or absolute realization that is what we can call enlightenment the deity is uh, very different and a deity is a sort of aspect of the manifestation from the the true enlightened one the kundusambo or the buddhas so according to the reasons according to the need according to the purpose is aspect of how you transform it you know when you became like a deity of the uh one of the nga uh, sanga of maju for example purba for example red garuda kumar for example so these are aspect of the energetic fierce part aspect of the true nature state of minds reflection to us beings to subdue according to 
the purpose of their manifestation, our ignorance, mm. our obscurations, our karmics, and so forth, and need to be, so they became in a transformation. You know, the purpa is enlightened, and but it's, we don't say purpa Buddha, but still it's a quality of Buddha, and Buddhas, in real it is Buddha, none than that. Buddha means enlightened, enlightened means purpa is absolutely enlightened one. But form is not like a Buddha, Tambashara or Chama, because they are form in a different, because that is to, we, we call that, uh, it's simple example is to mother and child. Mother is so loving to your child. Do everything out of true compassion, out of true love, everything that mother can put herself in such a harsh situation, but her child would not bother to put in that state. So kind, so loving. But when child is being a little bit wild and spoiled, not able to understand what mother manifest and transform the character and behavior in a sense and become wrathful aspect, fierce and being a little bit stick and discipline and wrath, even sometimes maybe claps a little there and here. But what is the purpose of being mother all of a sudden transforming into loving from very fierce and sort of energetic and wrath? Out of her compassion, more energetic, to bring that child into the, uh, what you call, true, uh, calm and good human being. Into that, so she formed different form because her softness is not walking there. So the purpose of being this is out of compassion. Based on compassion and love, she transformed only to team the wildness of the, her child. Equally like we sentient beings. We sentient beings are also very much like being uh, obscured to see the true nature state of mind and reality of the old phenomena, but also spoiled by our behavior and the circumstances and environment. So we are getting deeper and a deeper and a deeper into the suffering of ocean only to liberate that wildness of ignorance, to open our eye. So in the different character, different form of the energy, fierce energy, wrathfully, forcefully, if we talk about, I'm talking about single person or practitioner. So these deities, through that, we get, sort of, we adapt or we transform different level of quality of energies, quality of loving, kindness, huh? equanimity, and so on and so forth, that transforms our inner being. Huh? And then, that is sort of the reason of transforming in the form of the fierce, but still they are none other than the compassionate, enlightened being. So deity is very much, we call a yidam in Tibetan. So each practitioner, each family, each individual, have a yidam. Yi means heart. Dam means strictly, dearly holding or kept in your heart that particular deity practice. Because that is the something that, you know, you are very rooted and connected. So in your everyday struggle, 
in your dangerous future, in your circumstances of the most crisis time, health level, financial level, you know, environmental level, any disaster, whatever. If you have a true sense of that connection, that is the what the deity appears and always you in uh, protect, lead, protect, so many things like that. So idam is very much of the deity, an aspect of the wrathful aspect of compassion of the Buddhas. And the person who enlightened, you know, then you became complete, you know, like example, you as a practitioner, Nick, as a human being, you are, you are called a Nick. But when you transform, your physical body is going to be remain on this very earth. But internal, your inner being, the true state of being is completely liberated from this emotional inner being. In emotional inner being is being matured sort of growth in the pure state of who you are as you were and you are fully cleansed you are f fully free from the all these emotions of the ignorance and you perfected all in the ultimate quality of all the practice result that is what you call state of enlightenment when you became a state of enlightenment so you have a very much ability, possibility and a power to transform in the way to manifest as per need for the sake of the sentient beings. That's how it comes. So two are different. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that brings up just another kind of thought I had. Would it be possible to, in the future, will the Bun Refuge Tree grow? Will uh, certain tulkus or other people be considered enlightened enough to to uh, get a place on the refuge tree, if that makes sense? Yes. You see, the refuge tree that what we have is symbolical. Once you get in that state, there's no, uh, what do you call, there's no sort of limit, there's no sort of condition, there's no sort of, those all enlightened one is, actually in the uh, in the state of refuge tree if we as a practitioner have capacity to acknowledge all like there's no such form that say oh this is now too small space it's too many it's crowded no in a, in a, in a appearance all these are like a like a very strict where well, like a, like a very uh, concrete physical but none of them are physical deities Kandos, protectors, enlightened Buddhas, whoever, what we have in the refugee free tree, that is all our, for our self to communicate. So the essence of those are being connected, uh, historically sort of being sketched out, right? But in real, it's only one essence. No matter hundreds of the Buddhas are there, the all essence is one aspect of true state of being as a perfect being. So in that, and if something is existing, it's all a body of spacious or emptiness of clarity. So emptiness of clarity has no question of fit and not fit, right? So it's, if the practitioner can, everything 
and everyone includes or fits there. No, no, there's no question. There's no question of adding new, nothing like that. It's all symbolical. Sure, I, th- I think I understand that. Uh, from just a tradition standpoint, would the Tonka, for example, of the refuge tree ever get updated to uh, perhaps include His Holiness in 100 years? By not having image or by not having names, everyone is included, those who are. Like example, your root teacher. You know, when you make a root teacher in a refugee tree, so we make it in the Buddha of Compassion. Appears in the Buddha of Compassion, the essence of your own teacher. That's how we visualize. And likewise, up there we have a Bodhisattva figures. Those are the only few images that the space where we write is very limited. But those are the ones who symbolize all of the Bodhisattva. Ah, yeah. And though there are nine Buddhas, we have the image up there. But that is not only nine. So these nine Buddhas are current and future Buddhas. Okay. Buddha Tambasirap is ninth. Sorry, the eighth. Buddha Tambasirap is from first to eighth role. And the future after him is the ninth one. So this nine up until now and the next after him is ninth. So this nine Buddha we have image there. But these are not only Buddhas. So through this nine, it symbolizes 1,008 Buddhas that we, we're talking about on this very eon, right? So each are there for liberation of the sentient beings. So like this way, it's all your meditation, it's all your conception, mental connection. So if you imagining like that, so all are included there. Whether it's appearing in the form or image or level or the names, so it's it depends on your capacity. Sure. To practice now. Okay. Thank you. Um, from some of for some of us who come from you know Western culture and we know of angels and devils and and that basically being it from a Christian standpoint. Uh, what can we talk about, about some of the other beings that inhabit the other worlds? Uh, for example, what is a God compared to a demigod? Um, it's a different, you know, it's a different state of beings. We, in a burn tradition, we believe on a sort of like a, we call a six realms, you know, six realms. And that six realms, one of the, in that realm, among the six of samsaric realms, so the God realm is the one, the highest one. In the God realm, also there are so many different uh, what do you call levels. Okay. And the demigod is just below that. So demigods in each of these realms are connected with your own emotions. The result of that, where you're born and and your conduct and so forth. So the uh, demigod is very different. And the God realm is very different. Each of the nature of existing being are very different. And then these are all considered as upper realms. And then the lower realms, we have three lower realms and three upper. So the three lower realms are we call the Nyalwai, the Choson, the Hungry Hell realm, Hungry Ghost realm, and Animal realm. These are the three lower realms. And the human being, demigod and god are the the uh, what do you call 
higher realms. Each of these have a different level of, like men we have capacity is much more higher capacity ability than the animal realms. But the demigods have a different level of quality and energy and ability, but still it's in samsara, but still they are much more uh, powerful level, in energetic level and powerful, but they are in a different form. And then there's a God realm is a different level of power and a different way of their living kind of nature. And all this is very depends on the result of your own practice growth and your rebirth from previous. Are there, you know, <clears throat> is, are these realms kind of ignored or are there names of, do we know like names of demigods and gods? Oh, yeah, and hell yeah. Beings? We know everything very detailed. We have very detail of each of them. Okay. Each of the stage, which stage where, and so it's very different. Yes. How would a hell being be depicted? Maybe like what hmm? a hell being, some a being from the hell realm. What what are they depicted as being like? Depicted, uh, uh, pictured. If if are they drawn or are they written? About oh yeah, yeah, they they are. If you look into the, there's some only brief brief structures. Is always we have is you know wheel of life. There is a painting, Tanga of the Wheel of Life. Okay, yeah. If you look into the Wheel of Life, it is divided. In the center, there is a circle and there is a animal with three head. Cow, which has a snake and a bird, chicken or cuckoo, what, what do you call it? Huh? Three head and body is cow. And then it is divided in, uh, what do you call it? One section divided in six, one section divided in twelve, outer one. Twelve, which is a twelve interdependent, twelve links, interdependent links of our samsara being. Okay. Yeah. And that is a dependent, that is a depiction, uh, as a depicted of each of how this, our, uh, how a sort of structure of our cosmic, cosmic level of our body is being built and our, uh, the connected each other. There's twelve interdependent links connected. Inner there is a six section bigger. Six section is image of this all six realms. You know, yeah. That is how it is. Okay. So there, and there are many other. You know, if you look at to uh, you know in the temples, there are often at the baranda we have all these different levels of the. Above our human level, the demigod and the god, you know, universal sort of. So every every structures are painted in many often in Tibetan temples. Okay, thank you. Mm. Um, um, so real quick, I just uh, I, I want to start a new segment, um, and we've talked about this, but I would like to um, talk about visualization mechanics because I think. Uh, visualization is a large part of meditation in Bun, and there are always questions when it comes to how am I doing this right? Do I do I um, do I know how I'm visualizing correctly? Uh, so I'm just going to ask a few questions that I know have come up. Okay. Uh, when, for example, we're doing uh, Laminajor and the seed syllables. Uh, uh, om hung come from uh, 
the guru above you, uh, mm-hmm. do the syllables flip around because they're coming f- as I would visualize it. I would see the ah uh, on Ashen uh, Ochre's crown and coming to my crown, but when it's coming to my crown, it's om- it feels like it's almost facing backwards. Is that wrong, or should it flip around so that it's facing the way it was when it was on Shen Yeah, facing where it was. You see, the, uh, the when I when as you have in a, as you have been visualized the R, so that very much nature of the form that has to come to transform into you, intimately, you know. So means if you are looking to R, so you will not look backward, you will face to the R, isn't it? Mm. So you are sort of like opposing each other. Okay. So likewise, the R is facing towards you, and that very much way it is transforming into you. Okay. Mm? But more than the R itself, you know, important to understand the practitioner, what is that meaning, what is that essence of transmitting the ah. It is not that important, the object of or calligraphy of art figure, but if you are able to understand the meaning of that transformation, what is in real, the ah is how you get see it, ah is how where you are focused, but important, you also need to know what is that are truly in essence you are transforming the essence, not the object necessarily. Yeah. If you are forgetting or missing the essence of that, then simply getting transmitting alphabet doesn't have very much meaning. So it's important because that is a, in a grosser level, that is the body aspect. Deeper level, the absolute quality of the body, which is none other than the pure form of light and is the nature of the complete sort of uh, voidness or emptiness. That means ultimate nature of your physical body is none other than the true essence of the body that you have transmitted of without compassion. It's equally the same. So that what it means you meant to be realized the true nature state of the your body aspect. That is the ultimate goal. So likewise the speech, likewise the the, the mind. Uh, well that's all I have. Thank you so much, Rinpoche. Um hopefully we can do this again soon. Sure, sure. Good. Thank you. Very good. <laughs>